Baby, we back. This is Mish. Welcome to Millennial Love. What's up, y'all? This is Mish. This is Cardi. And this is Justin. This is episode 53 of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. Make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, at Millennial Love. That's two L's, two N's, L-O-V-3. And if you tweet us, make sure to hashtag ML3 so we can see all your tweets and respond. If you feel like giving us some coins, <laughs> <laughs> that pause was needed. <laughs> Correct. It was necessary, though. <laughs> Make sure you hit us up on the Cash app with the money symbol, Millie, M-I-L-L-Y-L-O-V-3. You know, uh, we are always looking to fundraise and continue to raise money for the production of the show. Yeah. Please check us out. This is season two, so y'all know we need season two amount of coin. <laughs> so if you got paid last Friday, just slide us $5. How about that? C- correct. How about that? <laughs> so I was looking on Googles, on the Google. On listen, the Google. Don't you love Google? No, listen, you can get lost in Google, seriously. Like, <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'd be looking at the little uh, pictures on there, mm-hmm. and I'd just be clicking and reading of about course, the people just that to see what's Yeah, because yeah. I'd be like, who is this fool? Right. <laughs> but today, I was looking at something nasty. Thank God I wasn't at work, because... I was about to I say, like, on the people's work computer. No, <laughs> I, went, I was at the crib, and I just kind of, like, got trapped down a rabbit hole. And I was looking <laughs> at these um, fetishes. And some of them had some weird names, and they were real nasty. So I Are these have sexual fetishes. Yeah, some sexual fetishes. Oh gosh! And <laughs> y'all, this is so funny. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have some that I want y'all to guess what the fetish is. So all of them is an arousal too. So the definition starts with this is an arousal to blank. Okay. 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 Number one, actorasty. Act to rasty. Act to rasty. It might be act to rasty, but it's either of those <laughs> two. Act to rasty. It's an arousal to. An arousal to. Can you a, give us a hit? No. Can I guess? Yeah, I guess. An arousal to a ghetto hood chick because she act a fool. Nope. <laughs> that you know a, what? You reached even close. So, so hard. hard so for that. Listen, niggas love hood chicks that like just go Why crazy. Why would that be on the Googles? <laughs> I think it should if it's not already on there. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Mish, what you um, think it is? An arousal to sunlight. It is. What? How did you know that? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh-uh. Y'all An arousal this. to sunrise. Y'all planned this shit before talking. No, we didn't. Word of God. No, we didn't. No, we really didn't. And what's the word again? Act to Rasty. What made you think sunrise? I was looking at the lights. Are you serious? Really? Yes. It was no. It's literally arousal to sunrise. Wow. That is so funny. That's okay. crazy. Okay, number two, nasolingus. An arousal, arousal to, to smells. Nope. Snot or like blowing your nose. Nope. An arousal to sucking on someone's nose. I knew it had something okay, to do yeah. with the nose. Yeah, I mean nasolingus, okay. but that's yeah. absolutely sucking disgusting, on. By that's the way. nasty. <laughs> Noses are so disgusting. Listen, I shouldn't be judging, you know. I feel like there is one. I didn't see it today, but there probably is one that has something to do with like eating or like seeing snot and being around that. Uh, sucking oh someone's gosh. nose, bro. Like I that has know. never crossed my mind during sex. I literally just gagged. <laughs> I actually really hate noses, actually. Like, not only do they have snot coming out and, like, blood and all other kind of disgusting things, they also have things on top of them, like blackheads, mm-hmm. whiteheads. Whiteheads, yeah. yeah. All that little white stuff when you push your nose up. Yeah. You know, the stuff that becomes yeah. Exactly. That's dead. Oh. No. Oh, that's what it is. Oh. Earl. <laughs> okay, number three, pubophilia. An uh, arousal of pubic, pubic hairs. Hair. I tried, I had to give y'all the easy <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, number four, teratophilia. The arousal of feet? No. That is not even close. The um, arousal of... Does it have something to do with children? No. The arousal of reptiles? No. <laughs> the arousal to the congenitally deformed. Oh, you're aroused to like people that have deformities. I knew it had some. So listen, philia is like the ending to a lot of diagnoses. So I knew it had something to do with some of these children I've worked with in the past. Uh, I mean, not specifically the kids, but, you know, diseases that they've had. hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, That is physical deformities, right? Yeah. That is also. Well, never mind. Number, <laughs> I don't remember what number this is. Six. Xylophobia. To xylophones? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you like a nigga hell? for that one. <laughs> to xylophones? Um, the arousal to, what, can you say the word again? Xylophobia. Excuse me, xylophilia. I don't know why I said phobia. I don't know. I'm not even going to guess that one. An arousal to wood and trees. Hmm. That's pretty common though. I mean, I guess yeah. it being hard, I don't know. Who gonna I, rub their clit up against a tree bar? I mean, like, okay, so I don't necessarily look at I don't, it like yeah. I don't look, I don't look at no, it as they're not gonna use their genitals. Exactly. I don't look at them as using sure? wood on their whatever. I just feel like whenever they're in the woods or when they're around a lot of wood, they get aroused sexually. Because it's hard. Or, or is it like smell. the smell? Or is the smell, yeah. That's dead. For you. <laughs> like, all this stuff is... So you, you I mean, I'm just saying this for somebody. The sun like, might arouse people. I'm just saying it because I got it right. Okay. Right. That's the only reason why you're saying <laughs> that. Let her live. You okay, me. last one. I don't even know what I wrote, Jesus. Frauderism. Huh. Frauderism? 
Fraterism. With a T. Fraterism. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Just go. What, what is think? it? You have to guess. Uh, oh, the arousal of passing gas. <laughs> people are aroused by that, y'all. By the smell of other people's farts or the, the actual? The sound and the smell. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not it. Dude, you never heard anyone say, man, make that shit talk? Or like it's air and gas coming out of whatever. This is you're not serious, are you? <laughs> if y'all could see his face right now. Come on, man. What's the damn word? No, Misha's not freaking uh, the arousal to frogs or reptiles. No. The arousal of touching a stranger in a crowded place. Oh, well, listen. <laughs> That's too much. That'll get your ass waxed. Correct. I was about to... Frauderism. I don't know. That's a weird it's one. It's somebody in jail with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody in jail got that bull crap. Well, listen. Well, speaking of touching people in public places, which is probably the worst segue ever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm really... I, did you see my face? I had yeah, to look like, to, where are you going to with out. this? You're trying to figure it out. Well... <laughs> So listen, in season two, Millennial Love, we're going to incorporate more of our thoughts on pop culture, current events, and all that good stuff. So please be on the lookout. You know, we have no problems with talking about other people's business. So right, correct. we're going to just get it in real quick. Real quick, it's not going to be like no 30-minute section. No. It may be like a three-minute because that's not what we're about. However... In season one, people wanted to hear more of our thoughts on, you know, all that love and hip hop, housewives, Trump, Tyrese, uh, Tyrese crying. Can we call him Orange Cheeto? Orange we can call Cheeto. him whatever you like, as long as it's negative. You can okay. have whatever you like. T I S. So no, I think it'll be fun because you know, obviously, we do divulge in our inner, inner emotions and feelings and all that great stuff. So to have a, a fun filled three to five minute section of banter shooting the shit come on vocabulary good job i did that just for you car <laughs> you know i'm trying to do great um but i think it'll be great so um this season we will give you a little bit of uh current events and some of that hood culture i don't know about pop culture well hood culture is pop, is culture, pop now. culture all right so yeah. there it is as long as we don't talk about the kardashians they get on my nerves but anyways thank you and <laughs> Um, we're also going to give y'all a few self-care tips every week just to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so you can take care of those around you. This week, I want to leave you with um, making sure that you treasure your accomplishments, both large and small. It's easy to get lost in your to-do list and keep track of what you didn't complete. However, making a mental note of what you did accomplish while being productive is self-affirming and motivating for the next day. Always protect your energy, your peace, and remember your mental health matters. Come on through. Therapist. 
Halo. Oh, I don't know if you want to. Sorry, I want to put your whole name out there. Your Ther- whole <laughs> Look, therapist me. Government. I know. I, say, I was about to say that. You was about to say my like, whole government. Yeah, I was. Listen, self-care go- tips are important, bro. Like, Seriously. I'm, I need I'm here for it. So thanks, Mish. Hey, y'all. Y'all already know what time it is. It's your girl, The Cardi, and I'm coming back in 2018 talking to y'all about what? BioClarity. Because what? Your girl's skin is looking right. So basically, I started using BioClarity back in 2017 in season one, and y'all, my skin is thebomb.com. All my Instagram photos be popping because I know y'all be liking these pics. My skin is smooth and soft. Any sort of breakouts I've been having are gone. No redness, no irritation, no nothing. So why should you use BioClarity? Well, couple things. First, it's easy on your skin. It delivers glowing, clear skin by reducing redness and boosting your natural beauty because I know y'all fine out there. You can use it twice a day without worrying about any sort of excess irritation because there are no harsh chemicals. Also, BioClarity is packed with clarifying botanicals and new Floralux, which is naturally derived from chlorophyll, which is that green stuff, you know, that plants be needing. And it's proven for soothing away blemishes. So not only is BioClarity full of antioxidants, it also reduces redness. It feeds and defends cells with an alphabet of vitamins. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is easy to use. It's a three-step ritual that's 100% vegan, plus it's gluten and cruelty-free. So there are three steps. First, you cleanse. With the rich foaming facial cleanser, it gently removes dirt, oil, and environmental pollutants. Next, you treat. And the treatment penetrates pores and attacks the bacteria that causes acne, so it clears up your skin. And lastly, you restore. And the Restore Gel has exclusive Floralux, which leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. Now, BioClarity also offers a skin smoothie with hydration. Hydrate is a lightweight, breathable moisturizer, which is designed for even the most sensitive skin. You can use Hydrate by itself, or you can use it with the BioClarity system. So, do you want to start a healthy habit and get glowing, clear skin just like your girl, The Cardi? If so, go to BioClarity.com. And just for our Millennial Love listeners, you guys will get your first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's over a $20 savings. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So in order to get that money-back guarantee, all you got to do is enter our code LOV3. That's bioclarity.com and enter the code LOV3. Say hello, hey boo, to new skin, bioclarity.com. Yeah, I need the people to take care of themselves. Um, especially these people they be writing these millennial moments because they be coming up with some crazy Lord. stuff. Lord. I can't wait. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm looking really for. for In it. season two I'm looking for The millennial moments Yeah me too Because I think They're only going to get Better and trashier yes, If that makes and sense And people are like Noticing that we're Reading them now So people are like Hey I'm going to Send some messages in too <laughs> Yes <laughs> Don't be scared Go on and email us Info at millennial love Right Don't be scared Shawty <laughs> we <clears throat> That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Not being scared. Not being scared <laughs> Of your sexuality <laughs> oh, that, oh that thing thing we never, well, um, let me not say never. We rarely talk about sex. No. So this season, we're also going to throw y'all some old nasty conversation starting tonight. Because we're disgusting. Because we are absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but first question for you guys. Why do you feel like there are double standards when it comes to men and women's sexuality? 
Go ahead. You went first. What do you mean I went first? You- <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> so um, I like I have no clue as to why the double standards exist. However, I do feel like there are a few contributing factors like religion, society and that thing. And I don't feel like people really understand that we are creatures, right? They forget that we are human beings. So I feel like it's hard for people to accept our own like natural innate desires, Mm. you know, just sexually. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you compile like society and religion on there, like obviously they create barriers and shit and we forget about that. So, you know, obviously like the Bible or the Quran or whatever, whatever, whatever text they may use that against us and make us feel shame about our own natural innate desires, um, which I think in return um, form standards. Mm-hmm. And then the double standards is introduced. So, Yeah, I agree with Justin. I think it's a, a mix of religion, societal pressure, pressures, and also a patriarchal kind of regime because most of the sexual double standards are benefit men right mm-hmm. like they benefit men and they pretty much like shit on women basically like women who I, I actually was on twitter the other day and there was a tweet that said uh this guy was having a conversation with one of his female friends and said i asked the girl whether she wanted what what does she want does she want to be in a relationship or does she want to be friends with benefits and she told him i want to be friends with benefits and he said no nah, i don't want to be that even though i want that like women are supposed to be more classy and i'm Wait like a minute. I'm like, nigga, what? Why you even ask her that? Right. And so that's the stuff, type of stuff I'm talking about. It's like, especially in the black culture, I can say that men love to basically treat you a certain way, but when you treat them that same way, they don't know how to take it. And that's all because of like hyper-masculinity, hyper-masculinity in the black community with black men. It's patriarch, patriarchy. It's all of that stuff kind of like intertwined. And as soon as a woman starts, in quotes, acting like a man or, you know, sexually, like basically saying like, look, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to sleep with who I want to sleep with. Like niggas can't take that. Right. And they start calling her a hoe and all this stuff. And it's like, really, your number is triple what my number is. But you calling me a hoe because I don't sleep with, with five people. Correct. Like, it's the dumbest, it's it's dumb. But it is a mix of all of that. And I think the Bible, as a text, without being blasphemous, the Bible as a text is very sexist. It is geared toward men. A lot of the, uh, I won't say commandments, but a lot of just the the themes throughout the Bible are favoring men and they kind of like women are supposed to take a back seat. And I think that that kind of weaves itself into the whole just sexual encounters in general. So women are supposed to be, you know, submissive and we're not supposed to ask for sex. We're supposed to be, you know, very demure and it's just, you know, it's all of that intertwined. Mm -hmm. So I... I definitely think that uh, religion plays a part, but I almost feel like society is like the bigger contributor. Contributor, thank you to that because, like you were saying, Kara, it's just like 
men can't take women doing what they do. Right. And because, you know, like James Brown said, this is a man's world, they think that, you know, they can just be out here running the muck and women are supposed to be home, you know, waiting on them to get back. So, and I think it's like that in either, like, the gay community or the straight community. Like, you can hear gay guys talk about sleeping with, like, four or five men. But let a woman say that she's sleeping with four or five women or four or five men, they're going to be like, girl, you're going to stretch that thing out or, you know, right. something like that. And it's Hot like... dog in the hallway. <laughs> right. <laughs> they talk about girls being... what they what's, I've heard people say like they're like... Um, Body count? Sh- stretched out. No, they oh. like say like it's, it's just out. wide open. Like oh, you... Damn. It'll fall out or something like that, you know. Like it's, but it's like, or mm-hmm. like when Nene told uh, that girl her clit has left her built, her, her body, right? That's Stuff like that. And well, it's that's, like, a, that's a prime example of women not accepting that either. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, but we only do. Th- sorry to cut you off, but we only do that because men. Like, you think I, so? Yeah, because we're basically trying to like make ourselves seem. I can. Mm, I, so I, I disagree. Yeah, I don't think. That I was is. gonna get to the okay, women, gotcha, gotcha. but um, yeah. So like, men make you feel some type of way about if you have more a, a certain number of yeah. you know sexual partners, but it's like you know. You said earlier, Justin, like, we're all creatures, so we all have sexual desires. But then as far as the women, I think that other women put that, like, pressure on, you know, their counterparts or whatever because their peers because they want to feel better about their body count like that's what so? I was, but that's what I'm saying I think it's but the reason why we want to feel better about our body count is to please men uh, I think so, okay, so I this think is, this is I feel that women who I think that there's a certain level believe there's a under very deep underline of envy for women from from a woman to another woman that envies a woman who is complete comfortable with her is it promiscuity? I'm mm-hmm. not sure. You or, can use that word, but that's the yeah, negative word. Okay, sorry, yeah. But no, but, 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 I, but her, I know what you you're understand saying. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I feel like women who can't really tap into that are like, oh my gosh, she's just the worst person ever. But little does she she really you know She wanna be a hoe too She basically. wanna be a hoe too You know what I'm saying, well, what but, saying. That's what I'm, but listen Like we're using words Like yeah, she wanna hoe. be a hoe too Right She yeah. wanna be She wanna be sexually but fluid I'm cool or, with I, Okay I like yeah. that That's that's real positive mm. I'm cool with though If you wanna call somebody I'm, Let me not say that I'm not cool If you wanna call somebody a hoe But if you gonna call A woman a hoe Then the man is a hoe too Cause if he out here And his body count Is whatever 99 And hers is 32 I mean, my man, are you sure you don't have anything is my question. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, you and can it's have like, one partner and have something. So I just right. think that. But what, what makes you a hoe, though? It's fake. It's like it's it's I think that it's just something that people has placed in their mind because it's <clears throat> negative. It's completely fabricated. Completely. You think it is? Yeah, the the term hoe has just, no yeah, it has no validity because to it. Because if you think about it, let's say like just as far, let's just talk about body count. I'm 32 years old. I've been having sex since I was 17, and I've had sex with two people in one year. And I literally had sex with somebody on January one, and then again on July one. And I was only having sex with those two people, not simultaneously, but separately. And I did that every year since I was 32. That's 34 people. Or no, 30 people. Yeah. yeah. However, I'm not good at math. But it's it's 
over 30. So right. The different, oh, so, sorry, but go, what go, I'm go. saying is, is that if I at 32 said to somebody, my body count is 32 or whatever, something over 30, they're like, oh my God, like you're a hoe. And it's like, in reality, I could literally have had... 17 six month relationships. Right. Is that, I mean, I'm just, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. I just think that could happen, right? But like people get so caught up in numbers. Or let's say, like, I don't know, I dated, I dated one person for five years, and then literally every like 12 weeks, I started dating somebody else, like for that particular time period. Like your number could be high, but it doesn't necessarily mean you were like being gang banged. And that's <laughs> right. Like, that's what I don't like about the whole number situation, which is why I don't tell niggas my number because it ain't it ain't any of your business. It's, it's definitely not your not, business. It's not, it's not, not business. any of your business. Yeah. Anyway, sorry you were. No, no, so no. how do y'all feel about um, black people specifically issues with sexual exploitation? Exploration. <laughs> I was like, exploitation. <laughs> Please do not exploit people <laughs> sexually. <laughs> you know, Exploration. Like, what is up with the black community? Because I just feel like we, out of all communities, have such a hard time when it comes to people being sexually free. I think it is. So as much as we're saying, like, this whole whole thing between black women, I think it's more acceptable for black women and all women to be sexually fluid as it relates to not only body count, but sexual orientation as well. So like what I'm saying is, is if I tell, if somebody tells their man, a woman tells their man, hey, like I'm attracted to women and I want to have a threesome with another woman or or I want to kiss another woman, it's not really frowned upon. Mm -hmm. But with black men... Anything, and we were talking about this the other day, anything remotely close to being gay or uh, bisexual or anything of that nature with black men is like, it's out. Mm -hmm. It's completely out. And I think that, I don't, I don't know why that is. I think just black people as a culture are just homophobic, especially with black men. I don't know where it comes from necessarily. And maybe I need to do some research on that because I am very... Um, I'm inquisitive about it because it just to me it doesn't make sense at all. But that's the only thing I can think of that like the exploration piece. So basically, like if a woman was like, "Oh yeah, like I've slept with women before, and now she's you know strictly dating men," strictly. the man would totally be <laughs> strictly dickly. You can't say strictly <laughs> dating men and not say, say strictly, strictly dickly. dickly. <laughs> so now she's like, you know. Whatever, telling him her history and he's cool with it because for women, it's like, okay. But you're saying like right. in the case of the episode on Insecure where old dude was like, you know, she was like, tell me one of your deepest secrets. And he was like, oh, well, I think he, what was it? Somebody sucked his dick or something. Yeah. I think yeah, a man yeah. sucked his dick. Yeah. And she was just like, she couldn't get over it. You're right. That's what you're saying? Right. And I think that's one of the, I mean, because in my circles, like- the like I guess one of the issues of like sucking dick isn't a problem. Like we don't be like, we're not gonna suck dick. Like right. nobody says that. So that's the only thing I can think of as far as the exploration goes. Like men, sexuality is on a sliding scale. It's like nobody is a hundred percent straight and nobody is a hundred percent gay. I'm glad you made that statement. I believe that. Yeah. I just I think believe that, it also. Yeah, and I think that it, it's. 
I have I had some white coworkers a while back and and we were talking about it and just how like white men are less are more likely to have quote unquote homo, homosexual encounters without seeing without people feeling like they're gay or without them feeling that like they're gay because they feel like you know, I'm not all the way straight, so it's cool type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like that in the black community. Like, you can't even, like, look Like, <clears throat> if you're looking at a other, another nigga too long, I'm like, oh, you gay. I'm good on it. Like, as a black woman. I mean, do you, <laughs> do you feel that way? <laughs> I think that is because in black culture, being gay is not, it's not a good thing. It's a negative thing. And I think most of it comes from religion and yeah. in the white culture, like a gay person is just gay. Yeah. And they are also, and I don't want to make, I don't want to say this because this is not like a true statement, but from my experience, they have been in my life, they have been the least religious. White, so, white, 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 gays? white, no, or white people. <laughs> are you talking oh, okay. about white Christians? Because no. I feel like white Jews are very religious. Well, that's probably why I didn't want to make that statement because it's it's not a like a, from my experience the white individuals that I've encountered mm-hmm. may not have been like openly religious. Gotcha. So the idea of someone being gay is easily accepted. However, and I'm saying this to say within black culture because we are openly religious and because it is heavily preached in a negative way or even within the Bible it's just negative. Um, I think that it's just it's just not accepted, right? So it's just off the bat negative and no, you know, it's hard for people to really fully accept that. But I was gonna use the same example as you did, like with the idea of like, you know, a girl having experience with a uh, woman in the past and dating a guy is easily accepted, rather than a guy being married or dating a girl saying that, hey, I got with the guy back in the day would be mm-hmm. extremely accepted. I don't really know like why there are any like issues with it i don't know like where where it comes from i guess from my experience everything just stimulates from like the bible and i'm tired of people saying that hey you know um you know i don't really understand or i don't really know anything about that lifestyle so you know i'm just like i'm cautious because of that and i'm like We've all had gay cousins. We've all had gay, some type of gay friends. And there's nothing really different about their lifestyle than the person that they're sleeping with. Like, I hate when people like do that. Like, mm-hmm. or even you say that I accept you, but I don't accept the lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. we eat cheeseburgers together. You know, we eat the exact <laughs> same way. We put on our pants the exact same way. So there's nothing different from that lifestyle than the one, the lifestyle that you're already living. So yeah. I feel like we've also made like excuses. And I think a lot of, a lot of African-American women um, struggle with that acceptance for whatever reason, obviously, you know, African-American women are definitely, you know, in terms of like transmitted diseases, like I, I understand the caution from that aspect. And I understand the reason behind that because it is a serious thing. Um, and the numbers don't lie from that angle, but yeah. um, I think just from a general conversation, and you know, just if you're already being precaution, if you're if you're already being cautious, then I don't think it's hard to accept. I think people just they're comfortable with using that excuse, and I think the excuse is bullshit to me. If you really ask me, so. Well, I kind of looked at it like when it comes to the black community in a different aspect of not just like straight or homo, but just like sexual exploration in all ways. Okay. Because I was talking to someone 
maybe like two or three weeks ago, and they said that they were talking to some of their white counterparts and um, Hispanic counterparts as well, and they were talking about going to like a, um, oh, what is it called? Jeez. A sex party? Not a sex party, but like a, um, basically like an underground um, swingers thing. Oh. Where like, you know, you have to be invited, but when you get there, you don't sleep with the person that you came with. Like you have to sleep with other people. And so the person that told me about it was like, you know, I'm interested in doing that, but I know ain't no black girl going to go to that. That's so not true. And so I think, I mean, I don't think that's a true statement, but for the majority part of the culture, people aren't going to admit it. Even if they do it, they're not going to admit it. But you can have that conversation with whites, Hispanics, Asians, whatever, and they're open about having that conversation. Like, yeah, I went to the swingers. Or, you know, like there's um, this person was telling me about something else where you just go to watch. You just go watch people like they're behind a glass or whatever. And you just go watch them have sex. And it's like black people. I think we have this stigma of like, that's nasty. So like you tell your kids, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. That's nasty. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's just funny because we really be saying that. That's how he say it. Like, and then we grow up, you grow up thinking like, mm, that's nasty. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. And it's like, people are really out here enjoying themselves sexually in all types of ways. But black people feel like, nah, I can't do that because. Of the uh, perception of maybe of what people think of them. Right. If You know, I just feel like, okay, for instance, like when you, t- you bring up the swingers club, like. Like, I feel like it's so dumb and I excuse, like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I feel like it's really ignorant of you or no, let me not even say that. I just feel that it's very immature of you to think that when you go to a club such as this, and I'm clearly not an advocate of any like type of, you know, just swingers, anything like that. But I'm like, they feel that when you go to a club, like you have to participate in sex. It's just a club for people that get down Down like that with stuff like that. Right. So. I feel like people be making things far worse than what it really is. Obviously, just like the young lady who was in Atlanta and she was like, you know, I want to have like a a, a party. I think it was like maybe a swingers party. Mm -hmm. And it was all over the Internet about how, you know, there's a bunch of people with STDs and stuff like that. But little do they know, like people do it all the time. Like you've probably had a girl who have slept with your Man, or you still well? That you know, you yeah, still, you still what are friends with her. You like black people will say stuff like that, but then these dudes in college be running trains on easily. girls left and right. You okay, know what I'm saying? We talk about and the, the train. hard thing, how they're passing. You know, like right. Some girls are cool with like fucking the whole clique. Can we talk about that? Because I think that that is, I never understood, and like I get if a woman wants. It has a high sex drive, right? I get that. And you want to have sex with a lot of people or you want to have a lot of sex. That's fine. I and and maybe y'all can help me out with this. And maybe this is me kind of falling into the 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 non-sexual exploration category, but I just don't understand the mindset of a woman who wants a who allows a train to be ran on her. Well see here's the thing. I also don't understand the mindset of somebody with arachno arousal whatever you said and they want to see the sun yeah but, you know if that if that's what they like 
I don't think I need to understand it. And that's, I think, yeah, I think that's where we are, right? Yeah, that's, like if that's, that's what the, you want to do. Point. Because I also don't understand people that eat avocados because I think they're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but if that's what you want to do, avocados, <laughs> eat it. I'm you know between. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think that that's the conversation is like not having to understand what other people like when it comes to their sexuality. Yeah. No, that makes it that you make a good point. Because if, if all of us feel that way, if we all think, like, just do what you're going to do, then literally there will be no judgment. Like, nobody would feel judged because you wouldn't be judged. Nobody would. I think the societal pressures from especially our peers, because who, I mean, as much as we, like, care in quotes about how our elders feel, we really don't. Like I don't even think that's even I an think issue. It's, our peers. it's not even a concern. Like, we don't, I, I think at the end of the day, like, we care, but... We really don't care. We care about our peers. And yeah, so most we, definitely so about we our peers. So we lie. Because, I mean, I, I have lied about my body count before. Just off the like... I think yeah. you should lie. I think you should lie about your body count because no one should be asking what your body count yeah. is. Correct. So if you ask me, I'm going to say three. Right. Okay. I'm going to pick the smallest number that comes the to my mind. The first person, the last person I was in a relationship with and somebody in between. Like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Don't ask me that question. It's you know, so it, it's quite foolish. And I think it's easy for us to have like, it's easy for us to like talk about this. But I feel like it really comes into play whenever you have kids and like whenever you have people who become young adults. What is your conversation like with the people that you kind of sort of that are looking up to you? And I think whenever we begin to have real conversations like amongst us as friends and then, you know, with our younger siblings, like obviously when they are adults or young adults, I feel like then and only then we can like, it cannot be a shock because I mean, dude, all this stuff that is disgusting or nasty to people literally has been around since the beginning of time. Well, that's the thing. You know, when you talk about like talking to our kids and like younger siblings or cousins or whatever like that, you know, I was listening to some of my coworkers and they're talking about their kids and how like their 13 year old son or like even their 14 year old daughter is like masturbating, but they don't talk to him about it. Yeah. And so it's like now your son is on the Internet watching uh, F Master 3000 <laughs> and learning from that and, st- and, and being ashamed of it's- Sex so, and what's shame. naturally. Side, you know what I'm saying? It's the shame note, that I have a problem with. Side note, like porn is probably one of the greatest discoveries as a young kid. <laughs> it is like the feeling that you get when you find porn or discover what porn is as a young male, y'all, is like you that's why young men are probably always unbothered. Because they take care of themselves. Yo, Every chance listen, they get. Listen, listen, <laughs> no listen, listen, listen. No lie. I had somebody tell me <laughs> that they masturbated so much one day. He had a headache. <laughs> 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 that baby said he masturbated. So, it was during the summertime, oh, yeah. and it was like right after he no, discovered yeah. porn on yep. the internet. Yep. He was like, <laughs> he, did it so he masturbated so much that day. Dude, he yeah. had a headache. You can, like, you can bruise your penis. Like, <laughs> oh you get upset because God. your penis is bruised and you really want to masturbate. So you got to chill on it. 
Oh, or have you know? Is is that serious? So well, I'm saying all this. I'm saying all this to say, like, is it like is it bad? You know, it can probably you know alter the teenager's decision, but it's a way of life. Like, if he's not looking at porn, trust me, he's gonna be fucking something. But if is, not looking at porn and fucking something, this is the thing: male masturbation, like pubescent masturbation is more accepted in men than it is with girls. Yeah. That's because like, what if y'all you, be doing like that? Why y'all be doing that to them pubescent. little guys? I want you guys to take note of that word that she just threw out there. Pubescent? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it just means in puberty, right? Yeah, I know that. But yeah. uh, just oh. the fact that you oh. used it. Not very many people will <laughs> no. use that. Well, I, I said it because I think, I mean, because I started masturbating early. I think I was, I don't remember what age I was, but it was definitely like around puberty. And I didn't even know what porn was for a while. Yeah. So I think, but but that I think is more shunned in girls because of the whole I think it goes back to biblical stuff too, because it's like you want you want girls to remain pristine for as long as they can, pure, pure. And it's like just because, like I'm touching myself, I'm not. Nobody said you should actually want that because then I can satisfy myself and I will still be a virgin. So I don't see what the problem is, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like parents do need to talk to their kids about masturbation and sex. How pretty real early. would that be if you like having a conversation with your daughter and like, hey? It's much safe and best that you please yourself than to go out and have a stranger come in that thing. Come, you know not, what? Oh, come. darn. Not like not that come. type of stuff. I, I, got, like, I got what you were saying, but it was <laughs> right. come in that thing. <laughs> no, but I, I would, mean. I would love to. Okay. just I would love to hear from one of our listeners who parent was completely honest with them or open with them. Um, I guess within that sexual conversation when, when they were younger and like, how did that help them? I would like to hear somebody. Cause you know what I'm saying? Yeah, see somebody write in and, and tell us what that conversation Yeah. What that like conversation well. like, and how did it help them? Like, did it really help them or like what, like what did it do for them? Because I didn't have that conversation. I had it as an adult, but not as a kid. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, as, as a young adult, adult like yeah. as a teenager, yeah. you're, you're, I mean, no, no, like, like at 29 right. like right I was about to like, say I mean at this point I just say whatever I want to say yeah. when I talk to well not every, whatever I want to say but I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about with my mom it's like my best friend now but um with that like saying that at this age is when we like became comfortable talking with our parents when did you all become comfortable with your own sexuality um I think I've been like pretty comfortable with expressing myself sexually. I mean, it was very rare that I was shy about sex, like in the middle of sex. I just was very rare about, it was rare that I was like hesitant when it came to sex. In the act. Yeah, in the act. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was always comfortable because I knew what I want. So it's just like. Were you comfortable not only in the act of sex, but like with discussing sex, with being a sexual person? Um, no, but I also didn't have anyone around that I felt comfortable enough to express that. If I had someone around that I felt comfortable enough expressing that, like, you know, just being open with everything, I probably would have done it. Like, I never really felt reserved about sex. Okay. Other than, you know, fornication and, you know what I'm saying? And I just dealt with that. Just I, I dealt with that the way I dealt with it. I hate I mean, that word. 
I mean, I know it's in the Bible, but I hate it as a word. It just sounds so nasty. Yeah, it absolutely sounds like <laughs> you're going straight to hell. But <laughs> right, I mean, <laughs> on a scholarship, right? Like with gasoline draws, correct? On. Like, because listen, I mean, I I really don't know when I can't pinpoint when I became comfortable with my sexuality, but. You know, at some point, it was just like, this is what I want. Correct. So, and I think, Justin, like, you've made it clear, like, as women, we have to, because a man is going to get here, it's like, his, we have to make sure that we're vocal about what we want. And so, at some point, I was just like, you know what, I'm tired of, and I hate to say it like this, I'm tired of this digging and not... (laughs) Not really getting what I want out Did you of say it. Digging, digging, because that's what it is. And that's what it is. It's absolutely what it is. <laughs> so I just got tired. I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I want to know because I would have friends that would be like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like when you climax, and I would be like, I ain't never had that before. <laughs> and I, I want to say at like 23, I still had never had that before. So it was just like. So you mean to tell me? <laughs> Literally, because sex all through PV, <laughs> sex just don't feel like nothing if you're not if you're not coming. Well, okay, so that's what the conversation was. I would tell them like, it feels good. It just don't. What y'all talking about? I ain't never had that. Got you. Yeah. And when I finally did, I wanted to make sure that every time thereafter, I felt that whether it was gonna be through. Penetration or <laughs> oral, but either way, I'm going to yeah. feel that. And the good thing about it is that most guys, I mean, they really get more aroused whenever they're pleasing a woman. So correct, it depends. Have, it depends. Well, it depends depending on like, I mean, if, if he really if cares, he, if he, not well, if he yes. can't, he some guys can't because of the size issue. You know, if that is that's an a good issue. point. Okay. So, but most of the time, like. You know, I think it's there. Like, if you just keep it, like, straight shooter, like, this is what I need you to do. We can do all this extra shit, but before you do you, I need you to do this. Correct. And, yeah, you have to be, you have to be, like, intentional and, like, vocal about what you want. And I think when I figured out, kind of like you, Michelle, when I, or me, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm already messing up on season two. Say my name correctly. Mish. Um... (laughs) I don't forgot my train of thought now. No, I think um, I didn't know what I needed to ple- to be pleased early on. Um, and then once I figured it out, then like very early on, I was like, uh-uh, this is what I'm going to need. Like, you're going to have to do X, Y, Z. And if you ain't ready to do X, Y, Z, then I'm good on it. I don't know it. what to tell you. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. I don't do that faking stuff no more. No. I mean, sometimes I have, like, sometimes I'm like, it's been good enough where, like, because it does, it does feel like in the early stages of sex, it didn't feel good. Like, it didn't oh, feel of good. course not. It didn't feel good to me until college, but maybe like late college. But once, like, because sometimes sex, sex does feel good even though you don't climax. So sometimes it depends, like, if the guy, like, really, like, if he was really, really good, then I would be like, I would be okay with Like, that stroke game has to be on point. Right, right. I would be like, okay, cool. I can get my own self later because I really want this, that feeling. Because it is a different feeling than just masturbation. But, right, 
nine times out of ten, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some stimulation outside yeah. of just oh boop. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Going into that, do you mask things to make other people comfortable? Like in some of your other like maybe sexual encounters, like have y'all you know, been a little shy because maybe the person was more reserved than you. And so you were just like, all right, well, I'm going to hold back because they seem a little whatever, whatever. No, I've ne- I've always been just like loud and like, <laughs> I don't ever, I don't ever hold back. Now, what I have done is faked an orgasm. To right. be done. So I used to do that, but I'm not faking nothing no more. I just, I just, I mean, you know, hey, if if you done, fella, then you just big done. Big fella, you done, big fella. <laughs> I'm not going to fake the funk to make you feel good. I've done that. I don't do it anymore, but I've yeah. done it. Mm-mm. I've done it. Yeah. Justin? Um, I think for overall, I don't mask anything. I think the only kind of way I probably do mask is if, like, I give me first, and I'm kind of really ready to go. <laughs> and I have to stay there until that person get them. Right. So, it's which I'm, it's, I'm probably going to continue to do that because it's just completely rude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. It is rude. It is rude. rude you know, it especially is rude. My, All right, I'm done. Yeah, because I would literally okay, just then. be like that. I would literally just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. Think about it. Pete does a double pump. Comes and then it's like, okay, then you're not gonna have an attitude. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna have an attitude. I'm gonna just be like, what was that? <laughs> that that's an attitude. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think that's the only way I mask, but like nowadays, uh, when you talk about intent at you know, at the age of 33, sex is, is completely different, right? Than college, so you know, you definitely try to find someone who is on that same. Um, Wavelength, yes, as you and you just vibe it out, which is vibe is important. Like, vibe is you know what I'm so saying. Important. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have those days anymore. But you know, and not saying that I don't like, I, I can't, I don't have stamina because I do. But just some days you just like, let me just get it in. Like right. shark sex, some days is just really good. Yeah, you know, oh, quickie is so you cool. Know you, you know, you're one. I'm, I'm not. I'm oh, I'm not. I'm I ain't never been. I, I, know, I don't know. I ain't I never have been. No idea. I ain't never been. But you know, some days you I just want to get it. I want to say you're a Virgo, so I don't think that you are. Oh, no, I, mean, I think we. I just throwing this out there. I think Virgos. We be last then. Yeah, that and for whatever reason, we're like sexual beings. Given I'm the very, yeah. sign of a Virgo is like a virgin, virgin woman. Yeah, virgin woman. So weird. But anyways, <laughs> as always, I like to end conversations about sex, talking about safe sex. So, <clears throat> when do you feel like it's too early to talk to when you're dating your partners about your sexual history? Listen, I think that conversation needs to be had ASAP. Um, it it really needs to be have had when the topic of sex first come out. So, you yeah. know, you're talking about sex the first night, then let's go ahead and talk about that HIV status or mm-hmm. if you have any other STDs like herpes or gonorrhea or chlamydia or HPV, all that all that good stuff. I, I, I think it just sets the tone, bro. Like, I don't think it can be a turnoff either. It's just like either let's get like, let's make this shit happen. Let's have, let this conversation conversation happen. And you you prove your status and then just get it over with. Because the sex is only going to be better once you know that that person is straight. Clean. That's a good point. I, well, 
And I've never asked for verification for somebody's sexual status, like our STD status. And I don't know if that makes me stupid because I've just never said like, no, I think give me your paper. I have asked like, have you been tested? Like I make sure condoms are used, but I've never just been like, let me sit in papers type situation. And I don't necessarily know if that's, I mean, I've been out the game for a while, so I don't necessarily know what the like standard yeah. is. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's no standard. I think it should be whatever your standard is. So if okay. you cool with, you know, if you cool with a nigga raw dog, and then that's on you. No, 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 if no, you're not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you as in general. I'm just speaking like in general. Yeah, if that's yeah, what yeah. you cool with, that's what you cool with. But like, if you're a person who, which everyone should be this way, if you're a person who really, um, you know, want to know why and ask, I don't think you should feel shame. Like that's, no. I, I, I don't, I, I just don't feel like you should be shame. Like, yeah, I mean, I agree that you should ask. I'm like you, Carl. I don't think I've seen every paperwork, but I also know the law, and I just feel like if you told me you didn't have something and then you do, then I'm going to sue you. So. Yeah, but then you can, you can, you can sue, and then you'll still be left with that gangster. So it's just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not worth the risk. Like yeah. the risk is just. It's just too high. Right. But I'm talking about like seeing paperwork. Like I'm just saying hypothetically, if I saw, if I don't think I've always looked for paperwork, but I've taken your word, you say you don't have something, then I'm taking your word. Um, I'm also using condoms though. So yeah. So, yeah. And so, people may not regardless. know that they have stuff. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of STDs don't manifest the same in women and men. So Correct. like HPV doesn't really manifest in men. Yeah, they are um, carriers. Yeah. Um, herpes doesn't necessarily immediately manifest in men as it does with women. So there are a lot of diseases, STDs, that just people may not know. It doesn't like they just don't have no symptoms and they just out it's here giving dormant. it to folks. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, that's why just using condoms is just so necessary. And Even I, in I, a relationship. My motto me. is like, hey, like, you know, at some point, like, you know how some guys say, you know, um, ain't nothing like new P-U-S-S-Y or, you know, <laughs> I feel like you just got to, like, as you get older, you know, sex becomes different. So... And I say that in a way like, you know, like you may be, you can have emotional sex and physical sex with someone and you not be in a relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So that adds a whole nother element to what sex is right. compared to just the physical aspect of it. So my thing is like, find you a good fuck buddy, get all that extra shit out the way, always assume that there's somebody else Keep that test coming frequently every six months, however y'all call it, and just keep it cute and so be that satisfied. Was, that was the next question. And I think you pretty much just gave them all, which would be outside of condoms, how else do you practice safe sex? One partner. One partner. I think you gave it. Like, that was the key. Like, if that's what you're going to do mm -hmm. for those that are not in relationships, and even people that are in relationships, I really feel like you should still continuously be tested because your boyfriend or your girlfriend might say that they're not stepping out but they could be and you just need to be aware of what's going on at all times or like you said it could be lying dormant and you just never knew yeah but i think having that conversation up front and although you said justin to think that there may be somebody else i always ask like 
Are you are you having sex with someone else? Right. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. And you have to come to a mutual understanding. Like I I I have been in that situation where I'm like, listen, you're the only person I'm having sex with. Right. Is that the same for us mm-hmm. or for you? Because I need to know. Because if not, that's to me. If you're not telling me, and I'm thinking that we're exclusive sexually, then that's disrespectful. Absolutely. And it's nasty. Like you just <laughs> said. Like, it's nasty. But I wanted to make a point before we, like, ended the episode. It's kind of going back to an earlier point about sexual explorta- exploration, exploration. <laughs> and comfortability. Um, I think my sister would be okay with me saying this. Like, I think younger millennials and people my sister's age, like 23, they're very sexual and like they don't give a f about like what people think like they're very open with their sexuality they're very like fluid like a lot of them are and and I have two younger sisters and both of them have told me this like they just they're very open about sex they talk about it they do it they do it with multiple people they may not do it with mo- multiple people at one time but they're doing it without borders mm-hmm. and i think that I think us as older millennials actually mirror a lot of our parents and older the older generations um like stigmas on sex. Mm, you think so? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I think we do because we still be like uh, like even though like we're like okay, number don't matter, but we still don't want to have a high number. We just keep it quiet. Exactly. And, and, cute and, quiet. and younger millennials don't care. That's my point. No. Okay, so I get what you're saying. Like I, I agree with Justin. I think that the older millennials are keeping it quiet. However, no. when they were 22, 23, they were kicking it. We just yeah, don't, we were we still ju- keeping it quiet when we were 22. We just don't kiss and tell. True. We don't kiss and tell the younger millennials, they kiss and tell. That's the difference. But what's the problem with but what's I don't see I, it's no problem. Oh, okay. It's just the yeah, fact that like we really don't care, like because we just don't go around saying like we don't kiss and tell. They they okay with it, but the act is still there. That's true. Because I mean, when I look back in my college days, people was getting it in. That's what I'm saying. You know college, what I'm saying? Like college for a lot of people. I mean, you know, it's that just, was, it is what it is. It is what it is. Because they're going to do that anyway. Because that's how they are. Yeah, okay. how they are. <laughs> you know, they're going to do that anyway. So um, This has been a great conversation about <laughs> SEX. Do y'all remember the first time? We're going to end on this. Do y'all remember the first time y'all said sex when y'all was little? Not at all. I don't. I do. Y'all don't remember the first no. time? No. Because I never heard anybody say it out loud. I remember the first time I said it. What did you, how old were you? What were you doing? We were in the cafeteria. I had to be in like the third grade and somebody spelled it. And I was like, you talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was can't. so enthusiastic about saying it because they was like they spelled it and I was like, oh, I could, I could read. I'm gonna say <laughs> it out loud. You talking about sex? Listen, third grade was I already told y'all that was a mess for me. Oh, oh my god. god. Well, anyways, this has been a great combo, conversation. Right? No, that was good. <laughs> I hope that people start being, you know. Sexually adventurous. I want to hear from the people, like I said earlier, I want to hear from the people who parents had a very open conversation with them. They were quite frank with their vernacular and all that conversation. Come on, vocabulary! Stop. <laughs> Too soft. I can't. Because oh, I want to hear from them. I want to see what their experience are. So DM us, email us at 
info at millennialove.com and whatever. Please hit do. us up. So, all right. So we we are going to keep the millennial moment, of course, because that's just what we do in <laughs> season two. And um, this week, millennial moment came from our email. And I'm not sure if this individual (laughs) wants me to say her name, but I'm going to switch it up just in case. Because, you know, I don't know. What name are you coming up with today? Guadalupe. (laughs) I love the name Guadalupe. Guadalupe, me too. (laughs) All right. So Guadalupe email reads, what up, millennial love? Disclaimer, not sure if this is a millennial moment or just a discussion topic. Please tell Justin not to go in on me. Bro, I'm really a nice person, y'all. He just hates Darnetta. In season, in season one, I just drank a little bit too much, so I'm going to chill on it this season. We're all drinking water tonight. Look at us starting Look, the season starting off, off strong, right? We are. Right? We are. All right, so if y'all, have, if, if y'all haven't heard it lately, I'm here to tell you that y'all are bomb.com and giving us so much hope. Why don't well? While I don't know all that goes into making this podcast a success, I truly appreciate all that you do to provide great, relevant, and realistic content for those of us trying to figure thing figure this thing out. I really, I would really love to hear more about y'all's glow up, throwback Thursday, flashback Fridays, et cetera, et cetera. As a 24 year old, it's often very discouraging when everyone around you is starting their business slash nonprofit, getting their degree, starting a family, slaying their relationship, and you're just trying to make it work, make it to work on time. (laughs) Listen, that was me, nigga. Um, no, but seriously, how did y'all get from chaotic and confused to where you are now? I mean that from multiple perspectives, mentally, spiritually, financially, discipline-wise, etc. What did that turning point look like for you? When did you experience it? How did you experience it? How did you go about choosing a mentor? How did you know that person was right for you <laughs> and your, your journey slash process, question mark? Although I'll be graduating with a master's degree in May, shout out to you being 24 with your master's, Come nigga. on, Guadalupe. Come on, Guadalupe. In May, I Lupe. still have... Guadalupe. <laughs> I still have no idea what I want to do career-wise, which is completely fine. Um, I know that I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I also don't recognize how to get there. As a disclaimer, I recognize that God provides and everything happens for a reason. But during the season of uh, preparation, I feel like I should be doing more and I have no idea what that is. I know this is long and all over the place. Forgive me. I appreciate y'all's feedback. Happy Thursday. So before you answer, I really feel like this should be an episode. So, I was just oh, about yeah, to say, okay, yeah, about yeah. To say. Lupe yeah, fully gave us a whole, a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? So, Cool. cool yeah. We about to just give you a small tidbit, right. and then we're gonna have a cool episode. <laughs> Listen, if you come to the live show, we gonna we gonna hook you up. <laughs> um, um, so just keep it cute and short. But I yeah. think we need a. Uh, we'll make this into an episode, but let's just talk about that transition for you. So I was gonna say one of the things that, um, like, what's the word stood out to me in the email was the term chaotic and confused. And how we went from chaotic to confused to some euphoria at the end. Well, Guadalupe, I'm still in chaos and I'm still (laughs) confused. Like this isn't, it's an ongoing process. You don't just wake up one day and have it all together. You may have five of the 10 parts of your life together at one time. And then those other five parts are crashing and burning. There's no, 
There's no formula. Um, Correct. Th- the thing that happens, I think, when you get into your late 20s is that you start realizing that most of the stuff that's crashing and burning don't really matter. So then you stop focusing on it, and then you just focus on the things that you can get right. And that's that's really a quote-unquote glow-up is when you just say, man, I'm going to focus on this. I'm good. And you you focus on your strengths because... Everybody still struggles. I still struggle with money management. I I still struggle with trying to be, be healthy, but I also try to control the things that I'm able to control instead of focusing on the things I can't. Well, since you focused on that, I think I'll kind of focus on, um, I guess, the process into the glow up. I think in my early 20s, I was so um, present in what, I was experiencing like I fully enjoyed living in Atlanta. I fully enjoyed my first apartment um, on my own. I fully enjoyed like having three jobs like I fully enjoyed and I still have three jobs. But anyways, um, I fully enjoyed those times because like Cara said, once, you know, you kind of get to the latter part of your 20s, you start to realize some things and um, that innocence or the ability to not focus on your main responsibilities, um, it does become the focus. So like in my early 20s, I just enjoy life. So that would be my suggestion is like really enjoy your early 20s, really enjoy whatever space that you're in because you know, it's it's not always going to be that simple. And I really Mm -hmm. um, fully loved my life in my early 20s. I was still figuring things out, but I enjoyed it. Um, for me, um, I would say like my transition or my glow up or, you know, the process I went through with my 20s was very like, I would say it was dark. Like it was just like trial after trial after trial after trial. So as much as I wanted to enjoy my 20s, like I had circumstance that would like hold me back. Right. So, you know, when you talk about going on spring break or, you know, just doing things in between semesters, like I literally had to work. So I couldn't really enjoy my 20s like um a traditional 20 year old um and how I got through that moment was like I had to really it was very rough emotionally um I didn't really know anything about like therapy I'm pretty sure that therapy probably would have helped me during that time but most of my struggles and everything I dealt with really I had to deal with myself and at some point I would say like maybe 21 20 like I realized or I I accepted the fact that I was in transition mode because um I had like random people would come up to me and say like hey like they would give me they would like they will they would tell me like hey like you're randomly just like coming up to me and saying like you're not you're not going to be at this like this point forever right really? so i yeah correct like i literally had that and i knew that god was speaking to me and i know that you're talking about like god provides and everything happens for a reason but like that is so true so during that during that time i had to um really um root my or i really had to like get myself rooted in um my spiritual side because that was the thing that grounded me like where 
you know, my mind was telling me like, hey, everybody is excelling. Everybody's getting into these graduate programs. Everybody is finding out what they want to do. Like, you know, I'm just getting blow after blow after blow. And I had to really root myself in my spirituality. So there was a lot of practices that I did to just keep me focused. However, in the midst of all that chaos, I was very intentional. So I knew that money had to come in. I knew that I did not want it to have an hourly job. I wanted to have a salary job, whatever that was back then. I just, I was just very intentional with every decision that I made. Now, every, now every goal that I set out or sought out for didn't happen, but I was still determined to like get to that next level. So I would highly recommend that. I mean, one of the things that just really helped me through that process, I, I just, Develop like a spiritual routine and it, I had to root myself in that because that was the only thing that was, that gave me strength like no one else can give me any words of encouragement there was no mentor it was nothing because my circumstances was just hitting me left and right um and the idea of waking up one day and like you're looking at yourself new it, that really did happen to me like I literally woke up one day and my life was just literally different mm -hmm. and I think it was because I stuck to the process, like whatever that plan was or whatever that process was, even though it was changing, I knew that I always knew that I needed to continue to work on something. And one day I really did wake up and my life was different from that aspect. You know, nothing is your life is never going to be perfect. Like you're always going to be working on other things, mm -hmm. but there will come a time where you wake up and you're no longer dealing with the shit you dealt with. So. But this is definitely a great episode, and no, I can't wait is. to even dive into it. I have Shit. so many points to make. I know. Yeah. Just keep it. Just keep she it. definitely did a full outline, though. Right. Seriously. There, your, because the questions in there are what we're going to exactly, ask. Yeah. Right? That's, we're that's going to give you the play-by-play. Play. Well, well, this is your make. episode next week, next week, so how about you just go on and do it? It surely is. Just do I, it. I actually am. Yeah, just go on and like do Nike. it. Like Nike. So shout out to Guada motherfucking Lupe for this millennial moment. Okay, I am coming back with the word of the day. I'm going to be hella consistent this Come season. Come on, consistency. Because I'm going to look the word up before I get into the recording <laughs> And I'm not saying the sentence first, me. Yes, you are. No, you Justin. absolutely are no, saying I'm it not. first. You are saying it first. I did it too much last it's season. It's funnier when you say it yeah. first. Okay, you ready? The word of the day is bespoke. <laughs> See? Bespoke. 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 Spell it. B e s p o k e. Bespoke. Okay. Okay. Bespoke means custom made, specifically related to clothes or shoes. Justin, use bespoke in a sentence. It is an adjective or a noun. So, for my thirtieth <laughs> birthday. My bespoke suit was on point. Did you really have a bespoke suit? I did. Oh. For my 30th birthday. Oh. Yeah. Come got, on, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Me. I mean, it wasn't all the way I like brand I new. I got it all. <laughs> I just don't like being put on the spot. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, something custom. You got something custom. Yeah, she got something custom. Why y'all say that? I really don't know y'all. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess when I was little, my mom used to put them bespoke barrettes in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did the, they say your name on them? It had an M it on it. It had my initials. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you know what? I'm done. Cara, you use it in a sentence. Um, I want a bespoke wedding gown. Absolutely. For my wedding, but it costs too much. Listen, don't even do it. It costs too much. And I have a budget and I want three dresses. <laughs> There's a Serapina out there that can make it for you. Who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, y'all be sure to follow us on all social media <laughs> networks at Millennial Love. That's two L's, two N's, L-O-V-3. And live tweet us with the hashtag ML3 while you listen. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Peace.